Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Kings, that is Malachim Bet. We are in the middle of chapter 14, that is Perak Yudalid. <laughs> we are about to read uh, verse 23, Pasuk Chaf Gimel. Now we just had, um, uh, we learned of the uh, career of um, Amatziahu, the king of Yehuda. And then in verse 23, we're going to flip from Amatziahu to what is going on in the northern kingdom and the kingdom of Israel. So uh, Amatziahu passed away uh, and uh, his son Azariah took over. And now let's go north to the northern kingdom, as is the pattern of the book of Kings in general, to flip back and forth uh, so we get the parallel idea of what's going on in each one of the kingdoms. So Bishnas Chamesh Esreishanah. In the 15th year, La Amatziahu ben Yoash Malach Yehuda, of the reign of Amatziahu, the son of Yoash, the king of Judah, Malach Yeravam ben Yoash Malach Yisrael Bishomron. That is when Yeravam, Jeroboam, the son of Yoash, uh, became the king in Israel, in the capital of, the, of, of Israel, in the city of Samaria. Arboim v'yachashanan, he reigned for 41 years. We already mentioned that he was a idol worshiping king <coughs> and he um he was an evil king and led the people in a bad spiritual direction but we're going to repeat that again and he did evil in the eyes of god he did not turn away from all of the sins of his um, predecessor the first king of the nation of israel Yeravam jeroboam the first jeroboam the first Asher uh, uh, Israel that he had led the people of Israel to sin. However, despite his evil, he, he reigned over a period of great um, peace and prosperity. So um, remember I mentioned in the last podcast, we know from extra biblical sources that at this time, the uh, kingdom of Assyria had effectively eliminated Aram, who was the chief enemy of the northern and also, to, to a significant degree, the southern kingdom as well, um, eliminated Aram as an enemy. However, we also know that at this point, the uh, Assyrian kingdom was not yet strong, mighty, or um, ambitious enough to continue expanding their empire. That is only going to happen later. So at this time, it was a time of <coughs> when <coughs> the smaller kingdoms, like Israel and Judah, could take advantage of... <coughs> <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> of the vacuum uh, 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 and, and, and establish themselves, expand their borders, uh, build up their trade routes, etc. So um, he, this is verse 25, who heishiv et gvul Yisrael, he returned the boundaries of Israel, milavo chamat ad yam ha'arava, from the, um, the, these places, levo chamat, the entrance of chamat, until the Sea of the Arava, Kidvar, which is um, so uh, so he restored the boundaries Kidvar Yisrael, which uh, are the boundaries that had been prophesied uh, in the name of God, the, the God of Israel, Asher Diber Avdo, that he said in in the name of his his servant Yonah ben Amitai, Jonah the son of Amitai, Hanavi the prophet. This is the same name as the prophet Jonah of the book of Yonah, and it's assumed that this is the same prophet. There are some issues with dating, how he, he would, how that would fit in exactly, 
Um, but um, regardless, this is the prophet Jonah ben Amitai, Asher mi who was from the place called Gatachefer. Now, um, so during the time of Yeravam, he expanded the territory and um, God treated the people well. Why? Because God has seen the suffering and the poverty of the people of Israel that was very, very bitter and very difficult. Literally, that means there was none uh, closed up and there was none left free. Um, the ain ozerli Israel, and there was nobody to help Israel. So, Ephes, there's various ways to understand it, but meaning, uh, some understand Ephes Azor, Ephes Azov, I'll quote from the Rabag and, and others that understand this to mean they had nothing in their storehouses, you know, um, nothing left over in the fields. They were very poor. So, God decided to have mercy and and give the people bounty. Now, we know from history, and uh, I'm going to, we also know from other books in the Bible, which I'm going to quote in a minute, that this was a time of great prosperity. We had all of the suffering we learned about before with all the wars with Aram and the Moabites and marauders and marauders and, and, and poverty and, 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 and all kinds of terrible suffering. Um, uh, but this was a time of peace and a time of great, great wealth. And... Um, it's all, and the, the impression one gets that the, that, the, that the prophet is trying to tell us here is that God had tested the people with suffering and they still didn't turn towards him. So rather than give, give the people up, right, which unfortunately for the northern kingdom of Israel is going to happen, rather than do that, as we read in this next verse 27, God did not say, in other words, did not predict like he, uh, by Yonah ben Amitai, he did not say uh, through his prophet that he was going to uh, erase the name of Israel, in other words, to wipe out the nation, mitachat ha'shemayim, from under the heavens, but rather he took a different approach. He, he saved them by using Yeravam ben Yoash, this king Jeroboam, even though he was an evil king, but God he saved the people by having him lead them to prosperity and greatness. In other words, God, so what the verses are telling us here is that God chose a different path. The people were going down the wrong way. But God said, you know what? Maybe if I stopped all these wars and famines and battles and suffering and poverty, I can turn things around by giving them, giving them what they need. So, so God orchestrated the, the uh, geopolitical situation so that... Uh, the people could have wealth and could have everything. And maybe they'll use that opportunity for good. Did they? They did not um, uh, at all. Um, I refer you to two books uh, from the 12 minor prophets that we studied together a while back. Most specifically, the book of um, Amos, right? The book, uh, book of Amos, the book of Amos, who... Uh, it, who who uh, prophesied during this time period, the time period of Yeravam ben Yoash. And we see there that Amos was railing against the terrible, terrible um, uh, corruption that occurred during this time. The wealth was usurped by the upper classes, taken away from the lower classes, so that the lower classes lived in poverty while the wealthy people lived in an in, in immense amount of wealth. And... Instead of using the wealth as an opportunity to develop an equitable 
uh, uh, and, and beautiful and peaceful society. They used it to create a corrupt society where the judges were all paid off and, and so on. Uh, the book of Amos is very worthwhile to study. Again, you can go back to the podcasts in which I taught Amos, uh, where he rails against the terrible amount of, of, of corruption and, and, um, and dishon- you know, dishonesty and, and, and class uh, um, uh, disparity. Uh, between classes and 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 so on and so forth that occurred then and also the book of Hosea also the Hosea the prophet Hosea that book was also with that entire book was written about this time period as well and also discussed the the terrible corruption that took place so and 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 those two books are 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 beautiful in the sense that they discuss the issues of 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 social justice and the issues of taking care of the poor, taking care of the, the people that are most needy and so on are, 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 are what, unfortunately, the people did not take that message. They did not listen to Amos and Hosea. And this exper- God's experiment, so to speak, was let's see what will happen if I treat them nicely. Right? Unfortunately, they failed that experiment as well. And once that happened, as we find out very soon, it led to the ultimate destruction. So here we have a period of 40-plus years of peace and prosperity and wealth and everything. Everybody's doing great under Yeravam, but immediately after Yeravam, which we're going to get to in a future podcast, things started to rapidly spiral downhill because they unfortunately did not heed the message, the messages of those great prophets, Amos and Hosea, uh, who were there to uh, teach them the proper path. Of course, Isaiah, Yeshayahu, was also active during this time period, uh, but his time period uh, started during. Uh, but we'll we'll get to Yeshayahu later. Um, and uh, and uh, so this this is the time period of of the of those prophets uh, that I just mentioned. And if you want to know more about uh, the things that Yeravam did, all the things he did, so and all of his military victories, and how he managed to conquer and bring Damascus and Hamat back into uh, the um, uh, from Yehuda, which had been in Hamat, which had been part of Yehuda and brought it into the Northern Kingdom. You can look it up in the Chronicles of the kings of Israel, and you can read all the history there. This is not the history book. Yeravam passed away and rested with his fathers in Machai Yisrael, and he was buried with other kings of Israel. And his son Zechariah became king after him. We'll come back to Zechariah later. So Zechariah would be the fifth king in the line of Yehu. Um, and um, so there was, uh, uh, and, 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 and unfortunately, going to be the last of that line of the, of the, uh, of the um, you know kings descended from Yehu of that of that monarch monarchy. Now the the uh, w- so here we have this period of peace, this period of prosperity that the people unfortunately did not use well. They did not take that opportunity. We this concludes this chapter. This is a, a relatively short portion because the Book of Kings decided not to go into the details very much of Yeravam. Just you should know. Don't think. You know, don't complain and come to God and say, we can't serve you because, uh, you know, you keep making us suffer, 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 constantly punishment, punishment, punishment. You know, if maybe you give us a, give us a break, 
then we'll, then we'll show you how we can be good if you give us a break. So God gives them a break. And that's what happened during the time of Jeroboam. It's rather than erase them, rather than get rid of them, God said, you know what? I'll give them another shot. I'll give them a break. And that break happened in a geopolitical sense during a time when there was no major empire yet uh, uh, to, to, uh, to oppress the people. Uh, although the, uh, the onslaught coming from the empire of Assyria was brewing in the distance while the people were not aware of this. It's, of course, it would make sense. Yonah ben Amittai, the prophet, assuming that he is the same as the prophet in the book of Jonah, was at the time sent to Assyria to tell them to repent. If you remember the book of Jonah, also we taught that together, we studied that together in this podcast. And of course you can go back and, and, and listen to those podcasts again. To Assyria in a time, and, and of course Jonah at the time knew that the Assyrians were the potential enemy that, by which the northern kingdom of Israel was going to meet its downfall. But at the time they were not yet ready the, the kingdom was not yet, the, I'm sorry, the empire was not yet large and strong enough to do so, which will happen soon. Thank you so much for studying chapter 14 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 15 and, of course, the entire Tanakh together. Have a wonderful day.